Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea. Got my little Gemini cup here today. Sit back and let's chat about what's happening up in the sky above today, which is April 11th. I can't believe it. We're already heading into the middle of the month. This is your last week to get your taxes done if you're in the USA. I need to finish mine so I can send it off. And I'm here today to talk to you about the energies of the week, but the energies of the week have to wait until I can tell you all about this fantastic trip that I just took. And first, I want to say good morning to Debbie Tippett's Two Meal. I see you out there. Good morning to Tom. Good morning to Susie. Uh, everybody's saying good morning to each other. And I know others will be joining us as time goes on. I hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, it was certainly one for the record books for me. As you know, we left on Thursday to head to a trip through uh, to Idaho. Uh, we went to Wallace, Idaho, this little podunk town, right? Little teeny thing. It's like 960 people, it says, give or take, right? You know how those are on the freeway. They tell you how what the population is, and you're not even sure if that's true or not. Uh, but I can tell you it was a very small town. And uh, our purpose, of course, was to um, enjoy our bikes, to go bike riding. And of course, as luck would have it, the weather uh, cooperated for maybe one of the days where we could actually get out there and ride, which we did. We took about a, an 11 and a half mile ride. Uh, we went up as far as we could on the trail till it started to get too much compact snow on the, on the trail. So we couldn't do it anymore. I was too scared to keep going, you know, thinking that it was, you know, it was just icy snow. It hadn't snowed recently, I think. So it had turned to ice. And uh, then we turned around and came back. We just had the best time ever. But um, I, I just want to say this, that sometimes, you know, spirit jumps in and pushes you to do something. I had a few weeks back been talking to Terry, my husband, and I said, you know, let's let's go away. It was our anniversary. And uh, then the next question was like, well, where do we go? And I said, well, you know, let's take a drive. Let's go. I wanted to go down to say like Reno, because there's lots of great places, you know, along the way to see um, as you go there. And then I was thinking, you know, again, a lot of, you know, April's a dicey month weather-wise here on the West Coast. We still have a lot of snow opportunities for snow and rain and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, he goes, let's go to Wallace, Idaho. And I said, okay, awesome. We had been, we had wanted to go there once before to ride the trails there. And uh, he ended up having knee surgery, so we couldn't do it. And uh, now it was this perfect time to go and do it. So I often defer to Terry's intuition because sometimes he just comes up with the best ideas or with the, the perfect solution for things. So that's what we did. We went off to Wallace and we were walking through the town after riding our bikes. And, you know, we were just kind of looking around to see what there was there to do. And I had seen as we drove through the town, a gem shop. And uh, I think it was called Johnson's gems. And I decided, you know, I needed to go in there and see what kind of gems they had. Cause I'm, I'm a, I don't know if you guys even know this about me, but I love geology. It's like one of my favorite subjects. And so whenever I go to a place, I like to see like, what are the rocks or the gems or the stones that are native to that area. And uh, also to find out what the geologic history is of an area. So I hit the gem shop. And I was, I knew Idaho had a lot of silver, so I figured there was going to be silver. Um, but there were these beautiful stones of uh, Larimar, and which is not native to Idaho necessarily, but uh, silver and opals. And it was just the most fantastic store. We must have spent an hour and a half tooling through the, uh, the, the different gems. And there's these things called... Um, star amethysts that are sort of native to Idaho. They're very pricey. I did not buy one because it was too pricey, but they're beautiful stones. They have this really purple amethyst color to them. And if you move them just right, then this star appears in the middle of the gem, sort of like star sapphires. I'm sure you've heard of star sapphires. Well, these are star amethysts. 
gorgeous, gorgeous stones. And as we were walking down, after we left that store, we were just walking down the street, intending to go back to the hotel. And uh, Terry saw the store called the Funky Monkey, the Funky Monkey. And he's like, we, we walked, we started to walk past it. And he goes, no, let's go into this store. I, I just feel like I need to go into this store. So we walked into the store and it's a kind of, it's a fun store. There are all kinds of, you know, great t-shirts and hats and signs and socks and bracelets. I got this beautiful, I was gifted this beautiful dragonfly bracelet by the owner of the store who we met. Well, I didn't know she was the owner, but as we were walking through the store, she was saying hello. So we stopped to talk and, and I don't even know how we got onto the subject. Spirit moved us, right? Just, it was profound. And this is a woman who also lost her 20 something son uh, a couple of years ago. Today's the uh, ninth, nine month anniversary of our having lost Brian and her son's name was Brady. So Brady and Brian, right? And so I, on, I already had this heart connection to this woman who was still, you know, very, um, uh, saddened by the loss of her son as you know, I am too, but life goes on. We have to live our lives. And she was very close to wanting to leave the planet. That's how devastated she was. And the store, the funky monkey came up for sale and she thought, I need something to make me laugh. I need something to remind me of fun. So she bought the store, she and her husband, whom I didn't get to meet him. I did not get to meet him on the trip, but I met her. And then she's, I don't know what, you know, as things go, right? You start talking about the experience. She shows me pictures of her son and his friends. And then we start picking up on these commonalities. Her son, Brady, had a girlfriend named Kendra. My son, Brian, had a stepdaughter, Kendra. Brady's brother is named Bailey. Brian's other stepdaughter's name was Bailey. And then we, we all of these different things start coming up about how they're similar and then she starts to tell me about this friend of hers who is psychic and how um, Brady, uh, the, the woman who owns the store, her name is Leslie and her friend's name is Lisa, Leslie and Lisa. So Leslie's telling me about how her friend Lisa was a psychic and how Lisa uh, got an, had an experience where Brady came to her after he'd passed and said, you're coming with me. And he took her on an astral trip to his mother's house so that Lisa could see how devastated his mother was. She was uh, rolled up in a ball on her bed and she was sobbing and crying and rocking back and forth. You know, you, you get the picture of what grief does to you. Right. And um, he said, she needs you. So, over the next day or so, she goes over to Leslie's house and she says, you know, do you have this outfit? And she starts describing the clothes that that uh, Leslie was wearing. And she said, yeah, you mean these? And she picks them up and she shows them to Lisa. And Lisa's like, yeah, those. And she said, and last night, were you sitting on your bed in your room, just rocking back and forth, crying? And she's, you know, Leslie's like, what are you doing? Stalking me? I mean, how do you know all this? And she has to explain to her that Brady came and got her and took her uh, to his mom's house so that uh, Lisa could help her. So she's telling me all of this. And so we start sharing stories of things that had happened since our, our sons had passed, you know, different signs that they were still there. Uh, and that, um, you know, that they were affirming to us that life doesn't end and all of this. So we had this real heart connection. And so we ended up having to leave the store. I mean, she's working in the store. So we we decided that we'd leave her, but we'd come back the next day. Well, the next day when I came back, there was a lady behind the counter with her and she introduces me to her as her friend. And uh, the friend I told you about, and I was like, the friend you told me about, because you know there's so much between us that that it happened that I was like, okay, tell me about your friend. And she goes, you know, the one that had the psychic experience. And I went, oh, okay. So I, in, she introduces me to her and the woman, you can tell that Lisa is, she's a medium. She's so blessed because she can see so much. 
and here we are. We're in this little teeny weeny town, guys. I can't even tell you. It has like a few streets and that's it. I don't even think it had stoplights. And this, we meet the two, these two women who have had these spiritual experiences who are best friends and who are, uh, oh, the other thing with Leslie is she's like, she has dragonfly tattoos. I showed her my dragonfly tattoo, which is why she ended up giving me the dragonfly bracelet, I'm sure, because we were these dragonfly sisters. And we came away from this trip knowing that this is exactly where we were supposed to go why we didn't know we did not know but because of the connection that we made with these women we have friends for life i mean i feel like they were family members that we reconnected with that's how amazing the experience was and how fast that that happened and even yesterday as we were getting ready to leave and i'm texting them telling them you know that we're leaving the store doesn't open till noon and we had to leave before that in order to get home at a decent time um and it, it was it was almost sad right to leave he felt like oh i just met these family members and now i gotta go so it was amazing so the point of the whole story is that there are beautiful people everywhere in this world everywhere and sometimes when you listen spirit will guide you to these beautiful people i don't know I don't even know what that invisible hand is called. Maybe just God or source, or maybe it was Brian. Maybe Brian and Brady met on the other side and, and they remembered the connection and they led us to one another. I don't know. I can't say for sure, but I do know that Leslie and Lisa, mwah, love to you girls if you're out there watching this morning or if you watch this later. And uh, thank you so much for doing what you do. And thank you all so much for coming here this morning, my audience. Thank you so much for uh, tolerating my stories that I love to tell you. Uh, I do have some astrology I want to share. Let me say good morning to other people who have checked in with us. We've got uh, Pam Zaruba. Good morning to you. And Corey, hello. Gayla, hello. Uh, Corey says, I had an experience with my late mother. My birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, Corey. Much blessings to you. And yesterday, uh, she said, and I was debating going to her grave, but was torn because I had to do something else. While trying to decide, the woman who worked with my mom walks in, says hello, gives me a hug, and tells me she's proud of me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. And um, happy birthday to you, sweetheart. Uh, Tom, divine guidance for and on your trip. If the weather wasn't inclement, you would not have gone to the store. You would have been up the mountain. Indeed, Tom. Indeed. And... It was just the space was created for this miracle to happen. And then I remembered that, um, I didn't remember this until this morning, that the whole week last week uh, from, in fact, now what, why can't I find the date? Uh, it was from April 5th until the 10th. So through yesterday, we were it, with the sun at the gate 51. And the gate 51, remember, sometimes is a gate of shock where shocking things can happen, but it's also a gate of awakening and of um, uh, an initiation, right? So 51 can bring us events that we, it, like the, if they're very Uranus in nature, right? Where it's when you least expect it, expect it, right? Or when you aren't looking suddenly, boom, something happens. And that's, which I didn't realize in the process. And I'm really glad because that left my mind out of this, right? My mind wasn't going, well, why did this happen today? And what's all that about? And what, da, 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 da. no, my mind wasn't involved. My heart was involved, my heart and my emotions. As I just fell in love with these two people, I fell in love with all the people we met, by the way, it wasn't just these two, although these two will always be in my heart that they will go with me wherever I go. But we met so many wonderful people along the way. And, you know, for such a small town, right, it was amazing to me that every person we met, um, we ended up having a very positive connection to even a, a beautiful little waitress in the, the uh, hotel's um, restaurant, who looked so sad and downtrodden the first morning we were there. And, and I, I looked at her and said, well, how's your day going? And she said, not so good. And I said, I'm sorry to hear that. Tell me what, what's going on. And so she starts to tell us what's going on. And it gave us an opportunity to be able to be a positive force in her life that day. 
and I don't want to, you know, tell, go into a whole nother story, but there was a lot going on with this poor girl. And she looked forward to seeing us every morning because she knew we were going to be like this bright light for her. And I saw her change and, um, Interesting because one of the issues that was happening for her is that she was the only waitress and she not only had to be the only waitress, but she also was the only one there to bus tables. And on top of that, she also had to do the uh, dishes. She was the dishwasher. So there was a cook and her, and she ended up with the bulk of things to do, including room service deliveries. I'm like, oh my God, this poor girl, she's like totally overloaded. And this is what's happening to her. But the most wonderful thing happened as we were leaving, uh, we were uh, returning the keys to the front desk. And I just was telling the woman whose name was Janet, uh, what a wonderful time we had and thanking her so much for making our stay so pleasant. And for all the people that worked there, just giving them, you know, kudos and all of that. And she said, and oh, by the way, I've got to tell you, um, Mar Mariah, who was the, the waitress, um, she's getting some help today. Today, they hired a, uh, a, a part-time waitress to come in and help her. And I was like, wow, miracles happen, right? It was amazing. Just amazing stuff. So she, her, her voice was met with someone, someone's who cared and somehow that led to uh, this realization that she needed some help and she's getting it, but she didn't know it, I don't think, at that point in time. So amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, but that's the power of this gate 51. And now, of course, since then, we've moved on. We're moving on now to the gate 42 today where endings become possible. So if you noted the name of the, the, uh, the show this morning was A Great Week to Consider an Ending. So we're going to talk about why that is, but let me complete here with the 51, which is such a wonderful gate for initiating an awakening. Now, sometimes spirit is using you as the vessel for uh, the awakening. So I don't know. I, I don't know as I'm walking through my day, who it is that I'm impacting, right? I just know that if I'm going out with a loving heart, smile on my face, that the impact that I can have on somebody's life can be something I may never know. I may never know what that impact is, but because we're all here in this world together, that it's so important that you, you know, be the best you that you can be. Um, loving yourself becomes this very big, big thing, right? So uh, the, the journey taught me a lot. This woman that I met, Lisa, who was the, she's a psychic medium. And she, I, I could tell she's like, being bombarded with information from me, about me, about my past, about what I'm here to do. And she said, girl, all I can say is that you have gold sparkles all around you. Something big is going on. I, I can't tell you about it right now. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why, but maybe it's, you're going to discover it on your own. So Anyway, it was just magical and I I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Good morning, Judy Wheeler. Good morning, Lynn Goldberg. It's good to see you out there, my traveling friend. Uh, she says, thanks for sharing that beautiful story. I came in late and you're sharing about Leslie and Lisa touched my heart. You are very amazing. You know, and thank you for saying that, sweetie. I, I do um, have some amazing experiences. I don't know that that makes me amazing. I think we are all amazing. And I think that's the thing that you start to realize when you open your heart is that we all have these experiences. We all have our heartbreaks. We all have our, you know, things, our disasters that happen in our lives. We've all had experiences. That's our common heart, right? That's our common heart that we all have had these kinds of experiences and that even if someone is having a, a shitty day, right, and they're not very happy and they're not being very nice to you, you've been there, right? We as individuals have been there too. So it makes us, it, it reminds us that we are all coming from this common heart. And I want to tell you another funny story that happened because you, you, if you know me, my, my political leanings, if you will, and I don't want to wax political, but my political leanings are pretty um, moderately liberal. <laughs> uh, I'm not very conservative at all. 
I'm not particularly liberal either. I'm sort of this moderate. And the one thing I was very uber aware of going into a state like Idaho is that uh, because Washington is very open to all kinds of things, right? We're very environmentally aware. We have a lot of openness when it comes to uh, spirituality and all of that. But Idaho is kind of a red state. So there's, I, this was my interpretation, not the necessary truth. My interpretation was that people might be a little more uptight, that I can't really share some of the work that I do. It took me a while to even tell Lisa and Leslie that I was an astrologer and that I went to, you know, do all of these different, you know, things. And uh, so here we are, we're sitting by the pool uh, it's snowing like a bad dog outside. And they have this domed, glass domed area where the pool and the jacuzzi are. And this lovely man and woman come in and they sit in the pool. But they sit in the jacuzzi. By now I'm sitting around the pool. And we just start this conversation. And um, they were so, so just beautiful people, right? Just beautiful people. We're talking about family. We're talking about homes. And we got to talking about how the job market is. I don't even know how we got onto that subject and, and uh, talking about the youth of today and, you know, just all these fun things that we were talking about, right? They get ready to leave. And I said, bye. Thank you so much for chatting. I hope you have a great rest of your trip. And he said, oh, we're getting dressed to go to the NRA meeting or gala or something like that that was there in town it might have even been in our hotel i have no clue but the nra the national rifle association i'm not a fan of the rifle association i'm not against them either i mean i, I just never really you know been into guns i mean obviously guns had a tragic uh, impact in my life so uh, i'm not a big fan of them but I went, oh, my God, I face to face one of my own judgments, right, is that people that would be part of the NRA would not be people who I would be wanting to talk to. Oh, my God, the lessons, right? The lessons learned when you are just following your heart, right? I love these people, right? They were just these beautiful souls, but they were also part of the NRA. Oh, well, right? It was so funny. Just so funny to come up against your own stuff, right? Right in the middle of having a, a beautiful conversation with someone. So uh, there's something magical in the air. I don't know, something magical going on in the stars above. Uh, but these experiences, I love to share them because I hope you're having them too, right? I hope you guys are having these experiences too. Meeting people that, you know, break open your heart that have big impacts on you, even if it was only like this was maybe a 10 or 15 minute conversation in your bathing suit by the pool, right? <laughs> Come on. Uh, Debbie, sounds like Brian was making sure you both had a good trip. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, JLo says, ha, huh, you could say that again. I have 51.6 in my uh, design Chiron and now 42.5 in my um, personality Chiron. And that's where we go this week is to the, 50, the 42. Uh, so we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Uh, so Kathleen Mallory, good morning to you. Uh, Susie says, always follow your heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good morning, Val Jocelyn. I didn't mean to miss you. Irene Alberg, good morning. Sunny greetings to all of you. And she's in Sweden. Uh, and Christine Buckingham, hello. And I, th I missed anybody else. Natasha, there you are. I did miss you. Good morning. Uh, good morning to all of you. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the stars. And if I remember another fun story or anecdote from my trip, I will pop out with that. But I do want to make sure that I qualify why it is that I say that this is a great week for an ending. And partly that comes from this is a week of the full moon, right? We're heading to the full moon on Saturday, and a full moon is always a time that brings us to conclusion or to an ending, a completion of sorts. And in this particular case, um, we also have the energy in the human design template this week that also brings us to conclusions. So while the full moon isn't until Saturday, right now we are in the energy of conclusions. So let's talk about what that means. So this is where the sun is at the gate 42. And J-Lo was mentioning she had her personality Chiron at this gate. But now all of you have that gate defined, 
right? In my own chart, there's nothing at 42 or 32. And now both 42 and 32 are going to be defined. 42 is called the gate of conclusions. And the gate of conclusions, it sits on the sacral center. So now we know two things. One, there's a lot of energy associated with it because it's on the sacral center. And two, we know it has to do with timing because the sacral center is about responding to the world that shows up outside of you, right? Your outer world, not your inner world. So we're not meditating and getting, you know, here in that relationship and go do it. No, that's not how it happens. When we're at the sacral, there's something in the outer world that matches the information that's been coming from your inner world. And there's magic in the connection. So we have timing issues with this week and we have um, very much a vitality sort of, of uh, signature on this where it's time. It's time to do. But what is it time to do? And how do we decide what that is? And there's a certain amount of... This word came to me as, as I was um, underneath my desk here this morning. Um, as far as timing is concerned here, we also we, we have this responding energy. So response is something, an energy in human design that when there's something outside of you that your intuition or your instinct or your emotional energy or just your body even, uh, it can even be your ego gives you this push that this is the energy, this is the thing, the next step. So I thought, you know, what about the energy of mastery, right? Mastery. And mastery is a very sacral kind of energy. It tells us that one of the purposes of being a generator or a manifesting generator, because that's where the sacral would be defined, is that you're here to master something in the physical world. So this gate comes along and maybe you're dawdling too long in an area that you've already mastered and it's time for you to step outside of your comfort zone, being a little bit of pushed, you know, kind of like the universe giving you that little kick in the butt to push you into doing or taking the next steps, right? So we have that energy here too, which, you know, always is the an ending is always going to lead us to a new beginning, right? They're, they're. I, I even drew this morning, you know, in my mind, as I was thinking about this, the little eight on the side, the infinity symbol, because the gate 42 reminds me that, that an ending isn't the end of something. It's the gateway to the beginning of something else. And just like the beginning is going to lead us to an ending an ending is always going to lead us to a beginning. And so it goes round and round. So that's a reminder that we have this week is that if you've been dawdling too long here in a stuck spot, it's time to push out of it, right? To move outward. And the the way to move, the, the direction that you move is, is based on where is your heart calling you to, right? Where's your heart calling you to move out of the stuck place by following your heart. The moon today is in Leo, by the way, and it's a great reminder. The moon in Leo is very heart oriented. It is passionate. It is creative. It is self, uh, what's the word? Self-determined and self-determination means that, you know, if I'm following the clues that are, that my body is showing me or that time, the right timing because the people are showing up, the opportunities are showing up and they match what's going on, what I've always wanted, then timing is correct. And it's time to take the steps, right? That time to take those next steps. And it brings up to us what it is we might have been holding on too long to, right? And remember, the opposite gate that the earth is at this week is the gate 32, which is on the spleen center. The spleen is the center, remember, for time, intuition, and health. And the earth is moving through all of the gates of the spleen right now, which can double as paralysis points or fear points in our chart. The gate 32's fear is that I'm going to fail, right? It's a failure signature. It's a uh, an energy of endurance if we tap into it. But the fear underneath it is that I'm going to fail. So it might be a failure to launch. It might be a failure to follow the the signs that the sun is bringing to us this week. So remember that don't be afraid to let things go. 
that this is the time, this is the week to bring things to a conclusion. And that can mean anything. It can be things small or things large. That's going to be, you know, largely dependent on your own life, your own chart, uh, your own, you know, thing that's going on in your life. So where is the ending that will lead you to the new beginning? And then as we get to the full moon on Saturday, we have the full moon across Aries and uh, Libra. The moon will be in Libra. The sun will be in Aries. And that is an axis of action for sure, right? Where Aries rules the first house of self and Libra rules the house of relationship, the we are house. And so there's this axis of following our hearts into the right relationships, the right jobs, the right cities to go and visit, the right stores to enter into, the right people to say hi to or talk to, lots of, uh, of, of things that we can do when we're following our heart, even if our heart is telling us that we have to do an ending first, right? The conclusion, what comes to conclusion. Now, the 32, let me, I'm going to share my screen because I did go share screen. And let's see, this would be a Chrome tab chart builder. There we go. So now you guys should be seeing the chart that I was in the process of building this morning uh, in anticipation of sharing this with you. And so this is a human design mandala for those of you who might not be aware, or I'm just doing this as a quick reminder if you're new here. So what we have is the astrology and the human design aspects in one chart. On the outer wheel here, we have all of the signs right? And on the inner wheel here, we have the uh, body graph for human design. And the body graph is made up of nine energy centers and 64 gates, which are these numbered areas, and then channels that connect these different energy centers. So what I put here first in black, these little black places are the different gates that the moon is at today and through uh, tomorrow. And because these are Leo gates and Leo represents the heart, which I find so fascinating that there's really only one gate on the heart center or the center of identity and the soul. There's none on what we call the heart center, but there's three of them that go to the throat center. So I was thinking about that this morning going, well, what's this about? And the connection is from the identity center, the center for love and direction that makes it up to the throat, the center of manifesting, bringing things into reality. And so Leo is one of the signs that can bring us energy up to the throat, bring our energy up to the throat so that we can manifest or bring something to life, right? Bringing it to life. And the only gate that it sits at here is the seven. And the seven is an interesting gate because it's a leadership kind of gate. It's the power sort of that we have in supporting one another to achieve our dreams. So um, I can't remember which book it's in, but some of the human design books call this the gate of the chief of staff. So it's kind of like the executive behind the executive, right? Like the president, the vice president to the president or uh, in our um, government here in the USA, it would be the chief of staff to the president. It's the person that has the power to move things forward. So Leo pulling energy from the heart or from the identity center, from the soul to push it outward, upward to the throat for manifesting. Now it meets up with the gate of leadership here. And every one of you is a leader. You may not think of yourself as the leader, like I'm the boss kind of leader. It may not be that kind of leadership. It might be leadership by example, that you all might have children or family or friends that look to you for a model of how to behave. And they may not do this like, oh, let me see how you're behaving so that I can be like you. It could be very surreptitious where, you know, just on the down low, people uh, are following you for some reason, right? Or they like to do what you want to do or um, it might just be that they see you do something and they want to be like you. So we're all these sort of role models for one another. Leo reminds us that, that the biggest role that we have to play here with this is about listening to our heart, to find our passions, to live from our passion, to live from what makes us feel good. And when we do that, the heart jumps to the throat and comes out 
in the in your life as a manifestation of something whether that's the perfect job the perfect opportunity the perfect person the perfect timing the perfect food the perfect adventure whatever that might be right following your heart so we get that that um sort of a double tag here with that but we also have two other gates here that i find very fascinating because they're kind of story gates story as in the gate 56 the very first gate that leo hits and just at the end of it by the way the role model end of it is about the story that we share through the words when we teach each other so i come on here in the morning and i'm teaching you about astrology or human design or your soul or your heart or whatever we're talking about and you all are taking that out to other people or sharing your own wisdom with other people and this becomes our teaching one another, right? So what are we teaching one another? An important thing to remember, I would say, that as you're going through your life every day, there's a lot about you that other people are picking up. So uh, you never know what impact you might have on somebody, even if it's not even a physical interaction that you have, just because you're carrying the energy of love or of passion or of self-determination, whatever it is that you're carrying with you, you're affecting the field, right? The energetic field. So I think that's what we're here talking about today, right? And then uh, today, of course, the moon is at the gate seven. So it is really impacting this. How am I showing up in the world? How am I supporting the people in my life to do their best or to be their best? And how am I being supported by those in my life? It's a two-way street, right? I'm being supported, you're being supported. So we, we've got this back and forth. And then the moon will jump up here to the Ashna today at the gate four, which is kind of a gate of possibilities. One of my favorite words, possibilities. And uh, this is a mental gate. So now we take the potential from our soul, we bring it up to be manifested, but we also have this thinking part of us, the mental part of us, that if is prompting us to think in terms of the possibilities as opposed to the probabilities. And I think this ties in quite nicely with our sun. I put the sun, by the way, in red and uh, the moon, or I mean the earth today in red. Um, so I think it ties nicely in with the energies here because if you are thinking about possibilities, then you're not so much afraid to let go of something you're not so afraid to try something, even if you might fail miserably at it, right? You're just full of that life and that enthusiasm and that love uh, and that passion to carry your work or what you love to say or do or be, who you love to be is just as important as who what you do, and you carry it outward to the world. And if we're doing it that way, then the worst of this energy, which is about giving up on yourself because of a fear of failure, then you bypass that, right? Then you go to the highest aspect of that particular gate, which can be success, right? Success is at the other end. When we let go of the fear, we can find success. And oh, by the way, the big theme of this uh, spleen center is if we look at it from, say, the higher self, looking back into that energy center and what is it functioning uh, to bring us, its function is to bring us success, success through thriving and flourishing. Those were Tom's words one day. He said thriving and flourishing, and I love those. Thriving, not just surviving. So we have a lot of energies backing up today the idea of uh, following our hearts into the right places for us in the right timing so that we can thrive and flourish. And we see it right here. And then don't forget too, I think I can do this, haha, that we have the 4323. I'm going to make them, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do that and that there. So we have the double. This is the channel that our North Node and South Node, Destiny and Karma are sitting at right now. And they will be here until I think it was June something. I, I looked that data for you one day. And this is what we're letting go of, which is the 43. The 43 is about 
bad timing, not being the, the shadow of it. Is it not being in the right timing, right? Blurping out there, all of this stuff without waiting for the right timing or the right people or the right opportunity. And then 23, where our North node is, is about sharing and uh, simplifying and specifically sharing your brilliance, which is what this gate can generate in the right time, in the right way, with the right people, in the right situation. So we have a lot of fun stuff here uh, in in astro design, if you will, uh, prompting us to follow our hearts. And I, I'm going to say it, even following your intuition, your gut into being in the right place, right time, right people, right opportunity. So good stuff there. All right, questions, comments. Let me scroll over here. Um, I got to see what JLo said. A smile can save a life with a stranger. And Tom said that that should be a bumper sticker and a T-shirt. I love that. That's that we could we could make those right. We could make those. I think you should do that. Uh, Pam, oh, all of the collective except thirty-two. Um, Oh, I see what you mean. So you have the 32 defined in your chart, Pam. Is that right? And what planet defines it, if you don't mind me asking? And we can talk about that. And uh, Debbie, you got your puppy. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to see pictures of her at your house with her other brothers and sisters, brothers, right? She would be the only girl. Uh, Tom says, blurping from the Urban Dictionary to get pulled over by the police comes from the sound the police sirens make blurp. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who made that one up. That's not what it is. Blurping is ugh, kind of bringing up all kinds of stuff that doesn't need to be brought up. Oracle Gaze, good morning. She says, I can make bumper stickers and t-shirts. Do it, do it, do it. That's awesome. Uh Debbie says tomorrow she gets her. Oh, I can't wait, Debbie. Please send tons of pictures and share them. Go to the Living Astrology community page and go post those pictures or send them to me and I'll post them for you if, if that's okay with you. And, uh, and Oracle Gay says coffee mugs. I'll take one of those, right? Because every morning I sit here with my cup of coffee that I don't get to drink really, but I have it with me nonetheless, right? I'm the one talking, so I don't usually get to drink too much of it, uh, but I drink it afterwards. Um, Pam says, was just looking at the collective individual tribal gates. I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, the 32 is, uh, really sort of a gate that, um, is logical, I believe, and can bring us to that feeling in our minds that we have to keep working at something. It has an energy around it of endurance. And, uh, when that whole channel is defined, the 32 and the 54, uh, in somebody's chart. I have to look at whether they have these workaholic tendencies because they can be people like imagine a, uh, well, you wouldn't be a projector. You would either be a, uh, uh, generator or a manifesting generator because the 50, no, the 54 is on the root. You could be a projector and have this. So imagine being a projector or a manifester or a reflector with, you know, not sustainable life force energy and having this workaholic sort of of energy. So we have to have conversations with people like that, that would, you know, very much remind them to be in their lane, right? To not get themselves overworked, overcharged, uh, because they would need to be able to, you know, do that according to their energy strategy, which for a projector would be to wait for the invitation, right? Not to just jump out there and into things, but to wait for, uh, that timing to wait for those right people. So, and endurance is a great thing. If you have a project you're working on, you know, a book you're writing, let's say, and you need it to go from start to finish, that's an energy you want to have with you. So this week, my manifestors, projectors, and my reflectors want to be very careful that they're not pushing themselves to exhaustion or burnout because of this level of endurance. It's only temporary, right? It's just temporary, temporary endurance. Uh, okay. So um, 
yes, I am having a show on Friday, Tom, and we were, will definitely deconstruct the full moon on that day. I'll tell you why I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about it today, but I want to deconstruct it on Friday because as you all know, I'm moving more and more into galactic astrology, which is about stars, right? The, the actual stars and star systems. And I wanted, I did not have time this morning before I went on air to go looking for the star system that the full moon will be associated with. So I want to be able to bring that with us on Friday and the full moon is on Saturday anyway. So we have plenty of time to talk about it, but it will be across Aries and Libra. So if you know your own astrology chart, look for where those two signs fall and that in your chart. And that's going to tell you the area of your life where things might be coming to a conclusion where there is something that is coming to um, an, uh, that an, an opening is coming, but before you get to the opening, you got to let go of something, right? You can't have, you can't, everything can't go. So the baggage has to be left behind kind of thing. And um, for some people, sometimes we don't want to let go. We want to hold on to everything so that's kind of the qualifier here. Take it on if it's what makes sense for you, but leave it if it doesn't, right? Uh, Lex, good morning to you. It's great to see you. Uh, Tom says there are big things afoot on the 12th this week too. We're, right now I'm going to go into the week. Um, the 12th is definitely our big day, but I guarantee you, you're all feeling it now. You're all feeling it. So let's start with Sunday yesterday because I wasn't here on Friday. I didn't get to talk about yesterday, which was Mercury moving into the sign of Taurus. Now that sets us up for a Mercury conjunct Uranus later in the week and uh, or next week. And so we have to know that our minds are very charged right now. <laughs> They're supercharged. And Mercury is moving through the area that Uranus has already been. So there may be uh, instances of inspiration that you've had or ideas or awakening, liberation, uh, freedom thoughts that have already come up that now Mercury is moving through and maybe bringing up for some kind of conclusion, something that you've got to let go of so that you can do this new thing, right? Or be this new um, expression of yourself uh, or be closer to the truth of who you are, which is authenticity, which is what we're after, right? Living from the heart, authenticity. Uh, so that was yesterday. Mercury will be in Taurus for a couple of weeks. And then he moves into Gemini. And remember, later this week, or and this month, I mean, the 26th, Mercury moves into the shadow period. When he gets to 26 degrees of Taurus, that's the shadow of the next retrograde. So we want to be aware that that's coming up. Um, today, Monday, we have the new human design week, which we've already talked about. The, the gate 42 is where the sun is, really shining a bright light on what is it that we need to let go of or release, surrender, so that we can move forward into something new. And then uh, the 32 bringing us to, well, what's going to be my path of thriving, right? What's going to bring me to thriving uh, and success? Now, tomorrow, Tuesday, is the big day where Jupiter and Neptune conjunct. But I've got to tell you, I, I know we've been experiencing this already. Jupiter is such a big planet. And his um, magnetic field is so huge, right, that he sweeps through anything and is a, such a major attractive force that he's bringing us right? He allows the path to be cleared to bring us all what we need in any given time. His conjunction to um, Neptune, the planet of that I always think of as spirit, right, is um, bringing us opportunities to love one another, to express ourselves compassionately, generously, uh, with faith in uh, ourselves and faith in the world even though the world looks wonky, right? There's so many weird things going on out there in the world, none the least of which is the weather around the country, around our country, I'm sure all around the world. Uh, so in, in that case, if we can come back and be our cent, be in our center, which is the center of our spirit, uh, then we have the capability of handling anything, right? We are the creators of the experience. 
So to tomorrow, today, tomorrow, the next day, very big days where these two planets come together. And I, I noticed this morning as I was looking, I think it was when I was looking at the full moon chart. Yeah, it was that um, the sun and the moon and the full moon will be at 26 degrees, uh, 46 minutes of their relative signs, Aries and Libra. So 27 degrees thereabouts, right? And then Eris and Pallas Athena, they're at 24 degrees. Uh, the North Node and the South Node are at 22 degrees. Saturn's at 23 degrees, and this is of their relative signs. And then Jupiter and Neptune are still, for all intents and purposes, in a conjunction at 24 degrees. Neptune at 2407 and Jupiter at 2455. So, Essentially, there's a very intense area of degrees of all the signs, if you have planets at them, that are being jump-started tomorrow or today and the next day and all the way through the full moon. So if you look at your chart, let's say from about 22 degrees of any sign to about 25, 26 degrees of any sign, let's say 22 to 26 degrees. Those planets in that house and in those signs are being um, jiggled awake, if you will, or maybe they're being thumped awake by uh, the, the planetary energies right now. So if you know your own chart and you know the degrees at which things are happening there, look at that and see what you can find as far as where is this happening in your life. If you even just step back um, and look in, you can almost, you know, see, taste, feel, touch. It's so physical. It's so vibrant. It's so right there. The, the telling aspects of what it is that we must let go of in order to move forward. And the, um, the tight, one of the tightest aspects here uh, with that full moon is going to be with Eris, right? Eris and Pallas Athena. So these are goddesses, right? These are goddess energies and it's the sun that's conjunct them. And that means the moon is opposite them, right? In, in, in opposition to them. And Eris is the goddess of, remember, she's dis disruption. <laughs> she's going to disrupt our world. She's turning things upside down, but not because she's just ugly or revengeful or, you know, trying to hurt us, but it's about becoming more inclusive, right? Really grabbing hold of the wholeness of who we are and living from that and, and not, you know, cutting ourselves off from people or uh, from our own good, right? Pallas Athena, on the other hand, and she's in a conjunction then to Eris. So we got to think about this, two goddesses in a conjunction. So we have Eris, the disruption, and we have Pallas Athena, freedom. We could take this one step further and we could say that what we're being shaken awake to is how it is that we can live our most liberated, free life our liberated and free expression of who we are and who we are at our most basic peace point, our most authentic is spirit in a human body, right? We're the vessel for spirit's experience here on the planet. And you all have a life purpose. We talked about that soul purpose and are here to do that this week. It just seems like our purpose is all about being in our hearts following that. So, the Ascension Playground, hello, 22 degrees, she says, on my Ascendant, Descendant, Midheaven, and IC. So all of the angles, right? All of the angles, and the angles are these sensitive points in our chart, one representing the mask we wear, the persona that we are, another part that, that that's hidden from us and who we are reflected to us through our relationships, the midheaven being who we are as we are seen through the world. And that's often about our work that we do, right? What we do in the world and how the world sees us. And then the fourth house, how we are with our families at our roots, who are we, right? So all of that being you know, blaring for you, uh, Miss Ascension Playground. I'm not sure what your name is, but we'll call you that for now. And let's see, I saw somebody else new, Taylor Jenkins. Hello there. Good to see you. She says her Chiron and son are at 22 and 23 Scorpio. What's the wound, right? What's the pain point, Taylor, that you are experiencing? Because there's this big giant spotlight, i.e. called the sun, that is shining at that for you. And what is it bringing up for you, right? What is it bringing up? And 
don't don't forget what do flash what are flashlights good for like this morning i couldn't find the the hole to plug in my computer so i'm like terry get me your spotlight over there because i can't see it it's under my desk it's dark light shining right so what is it that you need to learn what is it that you need to heal because that's a big healing point for you uh let's see what else uh is going on and yes it has been great having all planets direct ascension playground i've loved that um Oracle Gaze also says the closing of the previous 13-year Jupiter-Neptune cycle. Thank you for saying that because I wanted to bring that up. We talk about that a lot here in the morning, especially with the moon, where we're going through the cycles, right? The new moon. So we have a Jupiter-Neptune conjunction that starts. It's like the new aspect between these two planets. A new spirituality, a new love for one another a new idea of compassion and humanity and just love in general starting today or starting tomorrow, but already in process uh, between Jupiter and Neptune. And then at some point they will come into a square and then they'll come into their opposition and the squares and all of the different sextiles and the trines as well. So we have a new relationship being built between Jupiter and Neptune. Remember Jupiter magnifies and makes things bigger, amplifies. Neptune is about spirit, but it can also be about delusion. It can also be about disappointment. It can also be about where uh, we can't see clearly through, uh, like right now, it's very hard to see the path clearly through the world because it's so crazy and chaotic. So the only real truth that we can get to is when we come back in to ourselves. And so that is the starting of this, you know, 12 year cycle between these two planets. So that's awesome. Thanks for that reminder there. And let's see what else down here. Uh, our <laughs> Kathleen Mallory, I love it. Our most liberated free life. And Tom says LMAO 22 to 26 degrees, uh, the 4th, 5th, 7th, 9th, 10th, 11th. I only have to let go of absolutely everything. Well, Tom. Think about how that might serve you, how much lighter you would be if you were able to let go of all the stuff, all of the past hurts and wounds, the past, just think, I just see you as a lighter being, right? Lighter as in maybe the light shining brighter, but also lighter as in less weight, less heaviness. So great opportunity for you, right? To just let it all go uh, and only hold on to what was really heart-centered or what really felt good. Um, uh, that's a great thing. Uh, Ascension Playground, Ursula, of course. Good morning, Ursula. Great to see you out there. And uh, so let's see what else is going on here. I'm Oracle Gaze says, I'm reclaiming Eris. Uh, original name of Leela, which was the playfulness of the universe. I love that. The playfulness of the universe. The planet that was named Eris was originally named Leela. Um, well, also Eris was also a Xena at, when the scientists first discovered her. And I think it was 2005. She was named Xena after the warrior goddess. There was a TV show on and Xena was it warrior princess or something like that. And that's what she got named. And somehow that she ended up down the line as heiress, which I think is a better name for her than Xena. Uh, so anyway, but I, I would love to know how, where Leela came in with that Oracle gaze. So maybe uh, you can bring that to us uh, the next time I'm on air and we can talk about that because that's interesting to me to see there was another name there. Uh, okay. So let's draw a couple of cards and it's hard to believe that we're already at the end of the show. I'm going to draw us a galactic heritage card because, because I want to, and I'm going to draw us a, um, I'm going to dig for a minute because I want to find a specific deck. So on our way home yesterday, I was, there it is right there. We can never get any of the radio stations to come in on the way, right? And then every time I would try to play my phone, uh, Amazon on my phone, Amazon Music or stream music on my phone, I forgot the aux cord in my husband's car. He have to use an aux cord. I didn't have that with me, so I was irritated. So Debbie, 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 Debbie 
sent me, well, she didn't do it because of this, but she sent it to me, a link to Colette Baron reeds um, uh, Wooniverse uh, podcast. So Terry and I listened to uh, her interview with Denise Lynn, and I'm not sure what the website is. It, it just go, just search for uh, Colette Baron reed and uh, the Wooniverse, and you could get to these podcasts. And uh, so we listened to that podcast with Denise Lynn, and that was fascinating. And then we also listened to one at Debbie's request by Kyle Gray, who I had no idea was Scottish. And, oh, that's too funny, because I believe we got this card already once before. Um, Kyle Gray, fascinating young man. Embracing transition, 62, which is an eight. So eight, we get our infinity. Look at up here. I don't know if you guys see the framing around my screen, but Asa made this beautiful hummingbird infinity symbol for me. Uh, so here we have embracing transition. And this is from the star system Sirius in the present. So let's see what that might mean. And then I'm going to share an angel card by Kyle Gray. And let's do this first because I want to share it. Okay. So in this time period, the serious energy has made an evolutionary transition from fourth density to fifth, which means a shift from physical existence to non-physical. Humans are in the process of transitioning from 3D to 4D. So the guidance of Sirius is essentially here. Planetary transition can be a frightening thing because it means leaping into the unknown. Personally, you are also making a transition to a new level of consciousness. It is important to embrace this transition and trust its process, even if you cannot clearly see where it leads. The energy of Sirius can help you with this process. There are many levels to the guidance represented by this card. Energetically, it connects to the time period in which the Syrians moved from fourth to fifth density, from physicality to non-physicality. At this time, humans are moving from a third density to a fourth density reality on their way toward integration. This is a huge transition for a planetary species. If this card has come up in our reading, it's a reminder that you too are going through a huge transition in your consciousness as you walk on your spiritual journey. Sometimes this transition creates a lot of fear because you're walking into the unknown. In that case, it becomes essential to embrace the transition even if you cannot see the outcome. For some people, this card comes up in readings when they have experienced the death of someone close and are struggling with guilt or grief about it. No matter the circumstances, the underlying message is to always open your arms and your heart to transition. Life is full of transitions, and when they are resisted, we suffer. Let yourself embrace them as a natural part of life and an essential aspect of spiritual revolution. Here we go. Embracing transitions. Kind of an interesting, almost looks like a heart. Hmm. There we go. All right. Now, what did I take away from this gentleman, Kyle Gray's chat with Colette Baron reed Something so simple and striking that I, I was floored that I hadn't thought of this myself. That First of all, every one of us has access to the angels or to our spirit guides or to those who have passed over. But what we tend to do is we are sort of in a prayerful state, perhaps, and we're saying, please show me the way or please, you know, blah, 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 fill in the blank. His wisdom was in thanking that being or guide or angel for being there and showing the way first. So that's what he would do. He would walk, you know, he, as he was seeing or feeling the presence of an angel or uh, for him, it was angels, but I would imagine same for feeling your loved ones who have passed or feeling your spirit guides is to thank them. I feel you, you're here. Thank you for being a presence in my life. And then going on to talk to them about what it is that you're trying to discover. And I got ease and grace, ease and grace. So that was the big lesson for me listening to Kyle yesterday was that, um, you know, there's always a takeaway message. You hear the whole thing, right? But that was my takeaway. So ease and grace, oops, wrong one. This one says, 
This is a time to learn and adapt. You are being guided to slow down, take your time, take in the current moment and allow space for events to occur. You often put too much pressure and expectation on yourself and this is not required. Also with constant effort and rush, you'll find yourself becoming overwhelmed and tired. Timing, remember timing. When you are too forceful, you use up too much energy and that may hinder your progress at this time. If you are in a difficult situation at work or with other people, don't feel you have to prove your skills, your talents or worth. Just step back and breathe and through grace, you will be seen, understood and recognized for who you truly are. You are being guided to flow like water. Don't feel the need to rush or force your way ahead. A gentle approach will be more rewarding. Have patience and move with subtlety and grace. Your angel guide is encouraging you to see life as a dance. One step at a time, you will make your way through this incredible journey, learning more and growing along the way. How can you move with more elegance? How can you slow down? How can you bring more grace and poise to your current situation? This is a time to soften, breathe, and move in a way that is steady but flowing. This information may come as a surprise or even a challenge to you, uh, but your angels know it will be beneficial for what is coming your way next. Ease and grace. Ease and grace. Hmm. Two best friends. All right. That is it for me today. <laughs> I know we have crossed so much different territory. And uh, Oracle Gaze, I see that there's a book on Eris Discovery and the chat in the moment, blah, blah, blah. What uh, Leela after the dot? Oh, after the discoverer. I love that too. And yes, you can email that uh, to me at uh, Janet at living hyphen astrology.com. Living hyphen astrology.com. Love it, love it. All right, you all, that is it for me this morning. Thank you so much for being here, indulging my stories of my, my vacation, my trip, and share your stories too, please. I love other people's stories, obviously. <laughs> it's kind of an understatement. Um, take care. Have a wonderful day. I will see you for sure on Friday. I think my Wednesday is already booked. I'm not sure if I will be here or not. If you, Oh, on, also on Friday, I have Pia and Colin will join us, so we'll also... Uh, get an interesting read from them on the full moon because the full moon is on a one, uh, what is that day? One listening is the full moon. Mm, I like that one too. So we'll get their perspective on the full moon as well from the Pleiadian energy. Uh, hit that thumbs up button or hit that like button and share your this video with those around you. Much love to you all. See you for sure on Friday. Bye.